This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.ororapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is Mr. Amir Gross, the CEO and founder of Treetop Biopack. How are you, sir? I'm all right. Thank you, and good evening to everyone. Good evening. Yeah, that's right. You're across the the pond in London, and I'm over here in Oregon, and it's so interesting and such a such a small world, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talking to people all over the world, so you always need to get your time right as well. <laughs> that's right. Well, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What, what's your background? How'd you get into this? All right, yeah. I've uh, started, I think, in packaging about 15 years ago, I think, and was working for a number of factories in rigid plastic area markets and working for in food, non-food markets. And yeah, about five years ago, I was I was looking for something more sustainable to do. I was interested in sustainability and, and ethical business. And I started working for a compostable packaging company and developed a new compostable packaging. And got interested in, in that and became very passionate about uh, compostable packaging. And yeah, then about two and a half years ago, I decided to start on my own. There was so many new innovations in the market above and beyond what I was doing. And I thought that there's kind of a gap between innovation and the market and uh, all these new things that were coming to the market. And it was, I thought it was a good opportunity to, to bring those to the market for, for the benefit of everyone. I'm glad you did. This is an exciting time in the world of packaging, and you're right. Things are changing daily, sometimes hourly, with innovations. I'm uh, almost not surprised anymore when I see something brand new that shocks me. <laughs> wow, right. that's really like that's possible. Whoa, I didn't expect that. Uh, so, can you tell us what what Treetop Biopack is all about? Well, Treetop focuses on compostable packaging, and the idea is to to bring the the widest range of compostable, flexible packaging to the market to implement to help implement that technology. Yeah, for for the benefit of the future and for for a cleaner world. And that's what we're trying to do. We just we're bringing lots of innovations in that field and and solutions that would help. You know, the most common plastic packaging materials today that are out there, and we have lots of you know materials that are being used in very high volumes and companies are scratching their head how to replace and there are already in the market solutions that we have for those for those materials well that's good news right and it's important to to understand how the process is is intended to work and really where compostable packaging fits into the the world of sustainability because i think and i think most people believe that it's not there's not one solution. It's not going to all be solved. Okay, we're going to recycle more and that's it and everything's wonderful. No, I think we all need to understand that there's going to be lots of innovations, like you said originally, and we're all going to need to adapt to these new solutions. But what I'd really like to hear about is your thoughts on, on compostability. For example, 
if somebody doesn't have a garden or as we call it in America, backyard, what do you do with compostable, home compostable packaging? Right. Well, the fact is that if we are going to use these materials in, in very high volumes, as we're hoping to see in the future, home composting will not be the, the main or, or main avenue for disposing of these materials. Just like right. we don't expect people to, re- to recycle paper at home, they're not going to recycle organic waste or, or, yeah. or uh, compostable packaging at home. And I think that the term home composting is a bit confusing and people think, it's home compostable. It must be disposed of at home and there must be a garden <laughs> right. uh, compost. But that's not the case. Uh, compostable materials will need to be disposed of. We will need to develop infrastructure. And, and some countries already have it, the infrastructure to, to dispose of it. And need to remember that composting is a natural process. It doesn't really require human involvement. <laughs> it, happens in the, it happens in the middle of the Amazon where no man has ever gone. Uh, <laughs> So True. these materials, the composting process is natural, and they, uh, and we are only going, we are only assisting it to uh, to happen. And what ha- needs to happen to these materials? They need to be collected and taken to composting facilities. The composting facilities are already there. Uh, we are already composting organic waste from home. We're composting garden waste. So the facilities are there. The materials, the compostable materials are available. And we just need to connect the dots with with collection and separation of these materials. Yes, lots of infrastructure in the in the makings as we speak, I'm sure. Right. With extended producer responsibility and different, you know, changes at the at the county level in states here in the USA. Uh, it's it's going to change constantly. It's going to change quickly. I wanted to ask some particulars about your packaging. When you get to a industrial compost facility, how long does something that you guys provide, uh, how long does it take to break down generally? Well, the material that's industrially compostable yep. uh, needs to break within six months in the industrial composter. And I think it's, it's important for people to understand that composting, it's not uh, industrial composting as well. It's not a very high technology. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, as I said, it's a natural process. If you have a pile of organic waste at the end of your garden, that's a compost. If you right. take that compost and put it in your living room, it will be an industrial composter. Composter, you, you take the compost and you put it in a closed chamber. So the heat that the compost generates is maintained and increases over time. And, and that's the whole difference. Uh, obviously, there's more te- a bit more technology to it. But basic way to, that it happens is that, they t- that you take a pile of compost and you put it in a, in a closed chamber, a closed, closed environment and let it and let it do its thing and, and compost and a bit of maybe mixing it to let more air into it. But that is industrial composting. It's not a very complex process. <laughs> I agreed. I've seen some of the, the videos and some of the processes of, of how it works. And you're right. It's it's pretty basic. We're we're turning soil over and and heating it up a lot because of the natural process. There's no electricity required for that, other than maybe an electric shovel or something. But it's it's an in- interesting process. I'm I'm fascinated by it. I do like the idea very much of compostable packaging for takeout food because oftentimes food. Takeout food containers don't get cleaned very well. So the fact that you can compost your packaging along with the food scraps just makes sense to me. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely agree that it makes sense for, for home, for, for food products. The 
the food, the food contamination in packaging is an interference in recycling materials, but it actually it's beneficial for composting because <laughs> you've got all this bacteria in the in the pack that accelerates the the composting process and it's beneficial for for process the process. So for food, it's a it's a very good, but also for non food materials, yeah, for non food education. I agree, and it's exciting to see. Do you see more industrial composting facilities opening? Is there a, a trend in that direction? The, the, it's kind of a patchy picture. Depends where you are. And in the UK, we, we already have a few of them. And in Europe as well, it's a, it's a developing industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's hard to be an expert in every country, what happens in every country in that terms. You wouldn't know totally. what's happening in the US. <laughs> and in the US, just the US, the USA. I mean, we know that California is more advanced than, than other places and there's more legislation and the regulations about plastic, very advanced than other places in the, in the US. So, but as I said, composting is already happening. People, are, we, we've been composting right. for, for years. It's just a matter of taking into account this new technology that has developed mm-hmm. and that we can use existing facilities to for packaging as well. And, and the great thing about it, I think, is that with recycling, a lot of time you need to export it in order to, mm-hmm. to get to the facilities where you can do it. And composting can be done anywhere. You don't need to export the packaging. You don't need to worry about that. You just, it, it can be done locally and cheaply. That's a really good point and important to understand we we need space. We need a pile, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. and maybe some some dirt with some worms in it. <laughs> very right. very right. important. Yeah. Any 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 packaging samples that you have there that you could show us of things that you you provide, or can you tell us about them? All right. Yeah. Sure. So first of all, uh, compostable bags. So first of all, compostable bags. So that's uh, one of the most common areas where we work, and. Uh, other growers are using them or, you know, food service companies will supply food service. Yep. Recently, we find as a trend that lots of food service companies are, would like to reduce their plastic intake. So they're mm-hmm. asking their suppliers, stop sending us plastic, send us something else. Right. And those people are scratching their head what to do. So these are, for instance, compostable bags. This is for lettuce and fresh produce. It's, a, it's quite a clear material. Yeah. It does the same. It has the same prop, similar properties, similar look and feel as conventional plastic, but it's compostable. And this material, what would happen to it in the, in the heat and the humidity of the, the compost, it will disintegrate at the first stage, and then it will be consumed by the compost. The microorganisms and the bacteria in the compost, they, they eat it, basically. It's, it's small enough for them to put in their mouth, and they consume the plastic. This is, That's uh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, this is a compostable zipper bag. This one is a, is a pasta company. And yeah, they, they sell pasta in the post. Amazing product, really good pasta. But yeah, a zipper bags. They were looking, the, the, everything there is environmentally friendly somehow or sustainable. And only those bags were a missing piece for them. Another interesting development is this. This is a compostable net. Oh, wow. So, uh, the produce nets that, uh, you know, used for garlic, for citrus, for potatoes, so all of these, you know, it's it's a small bit of plastic that will never get recycled. You, it's not, and that's the problem with a lot of packaging that is just too small and not valuable enough to collect. Right. And, and these nets, you know, they do the same job. It's they're strong, they're elastic, they're well, they do the same thing. 
but they're compostable. They're industrially compostable in this uh, in this case. Uh, right. uh, another great innovation, actually, from, from very recent, is well, this uh, again. When you look at it, it doesn't look like much. <laughs> it's also a, a compostable bag for bread. So oh. the, the uh, for bread, the, the with bakery, there was always a challenge for compostable packaging because compostable packaging has very low barriers, and if you pack bread in in compostable packaging, it will dry. So we overcame it. Overcame it in the last couple of months ago. We managed to develop a material with a higher barrier. And, mm. and you know, uh, Corey, you know, if you imagine yourself standing in front of the in the supermarket in front of the shelves of bread, and you can imagine how much plastic there is there, right. and all that would be compostable instead and disappear and return to nature safely. That would be a, a huge change to to the amount of plastic we generate. That's really fascinating to hear. That netting material I saw recently, there's a guy I follow that is a farmer and he was, they were making nets of onions. And I thought, wow, that, that material probably won't get recycled. And that's, you're, you're right. It's highly unlikely. What are, what is the the plastic made of? Is it a bio-based plastic? It's, it belongs to the group of bioplastics. It's, it's a group of material which are either bio-based or compostable or both. The, the, the base resins are usually PLA and PBAT. So PLA, a bio-based resin that's derived from things like corn, sugar, beetroot, sugary products. Mm. And PLA and PBAT is a fossil-based material that is chemically engineered to, to compost and break down. It's really an innovative material, and I've heard a lot of things about it. There, there is some controversy, as, as there is with most packaging, but I think you know it's, it's an option, and it's, it's something that needs to be observed and looked at. Fascinating work. How, you said you've been doing this for 15 years in the packaging industry. How long has... Has Treetop been around? Uh, so Treetop has been around for about two and a half years now. Wow. Uh, yeah, it it started off with with some innovations, with actually with stretch film and shrink film. So uh, one of the first oh. innovations that we brought to the market were a, a shrink film, a, compo- a compostable shrink film. And, you know, it's used for uh, for wrapping for wrapping drinks, for wrapping loads of things that are being shr- for fresh produce, cucumbers, right. resica, all these things are being shrink wrapped. And again, it's a small bit of plastic that doesn't have, it usually doesn't get recycled. And also stretch films and cling films yeah. uh, that, again, are material that are not always collected. They are recyclable, but don't get recycled. Yeah. So, Treetop started with those innovations. And yeah, I've been going for two and a half years. It's uh, We finally seen more and more traction in the market, I think, as people are realizing the opportunities and the the, the, the the new possibilities to replace some of the challenges. You know, people have plastic challenges under pressure from consumers, from investors, from government regulation, and trying to look for green alternatives. And that's what we are doing. Yes, well, well said and, and exciting for the future. Do you advise your clients, and I know the this is on actually on the client's docket to to be in charge of. But do you advise your clients to put the industrial compostable symbols and mention that the material should not be recycled, but it should be composted? Definitely. 
it's a, there's a there's a huge well there's a, there's also a marketing benefit in going right. to compostable. If someone is using a compostable material, he they would be paying more for the packaging. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, they will be paying more. Uh, but you know they need to shout about it and to let their customer know, yeah, this is a compostable material. You need to dispose of it in the com- in the compost facility if, if if you have access to. And yeah, you need to to shout about it and and to to reap the benefit of being a greener and doing the right thing, and investing in in your customers and in the environment. Yeah, excellent way to to end the show. Thank you so much, Amir. Can you tell people how to get in touch with you if they're excited to, to purchase this kind of material? Yeah, sure. Um, they can first of all find our website, retailbiopack.co.uk. And also, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn, like everyone else, Amir Gross on LinkedIn. I think there's only one more Amir Gross, but he's not a <laughs> so. That's perfect. I, yeah, yeah. I like that. When I have people that have more unique names, they always say, I think I'm the only one. So that's great. <laughs> well, thank you again, sir. Really appreciate that. Thank you, Landsberg Aurora, for sponsoring the podcast. If you're listening, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And uh, stay tuned for more. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Corey. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.